the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The sheriff leading the investigation into the shooting death of a California police officer took aim at so-called sanctuary laws that limit cooperation with U.S. immigration authorities. While we absolutely need to stay focused on officers seeing service and sacrifice, we can't ignore the fact that this could have been preventable. Preventable, says Stanislaw County Sheriff Adam Christensen, had California's sanctuary laws not have kept local law enforcement from being able to turn the suspect over to Immigration and Customs Enforcement for deportation. It's that type of law that's also caused trouble to President Trump and is among the host of issues he's raised with respect to U.S. border security and funding for a border wall. Of course, a partial government shutdown continues with very little in the way of negotiation over the weekend. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was down 76 points. This is SRN News. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit aigdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too. Until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves. 
to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show. Last show of the year, and we're live. It's because I got some weeks I know I won't be here in January, February, and March, so got to do my time, but it's always good to be with you. Merry Christmas. It's still appropriate, particularly if you're of uh, an Orthodox faith. Your, your Christmas is still forthcoming. I think I've talked about this before on the show. I've been doing this. I've been doing this radio thing now. It's we're coming up on uh, 14 years of, of, of this. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I, I, so I've done a fair number of these shows the weekend after Christmas, and I always tell people the, the story. In my household, there are two Christmases. There is the Western Christmas, which is of course December 25th, which you all celebrated on Tuesday. I hope you had a great time. And then there's, for for those of Orthodox faith, uh, obeying the older calendar, um, they their Christmas falls on January 6th. In my household, which my, where my dad was, was raised by Orthodox parents, but because after his father died when he was four, they didn't go to the Orthodox church that was about 20 miles away and required a car that my grandmother didn't drive. They went to they went to a Methodist church instead in town, and that's how they and and that's how they kept their faith while while um, living without a car and not having a church of their own of their own branch of the Christian church available to them. Um, and so they would always celebrate January sixth, though, uh, as a feast of the Magi. In other words, it's the mar- We would always have a special meal on the sixth and. And put, um, you know how your crush scenes would always have the three wise men? Well, you know, they're actually not supposed to show up till later, like after the birth. So we'd put the three wise men on the on the dinner table. And say, here they are, and here's our feast, and so let's celebrate the birth of birth of Jesus by uh, feasting with the, with, 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 uh, the three wise men. Um, probably not biblically 100% accurate, but it worked for us. Um, because my mother had, uh, had some, uh, French Canadian, uh, parentage, um, slipping into all of the Armenian food that would be served, uh, on, on January 6th was also, uh, pork pie because that's a Canadian thing. Okay. You have pork pie. It's typically either on boxing day or on, on, on new year's day, but pork pie is there is kind of a tradition in that and somehow my mother made sure that there was pork pie at the meal even though I'm quite sure she bought it from a store already made I don't I can't uh she's a wonderfully talented woman but but cooking was not one of the talents that she received uh, so we didn't we didn't quite have we didn't quite have um uh, a homemade pork pie but pork pie is good and if you've never had pork pie highly recommended Although, I do not know. Uh, tweet at me at pound KBRS. Send, a, send me a tweet if you know where to buy good pork pie. Because that time is coming, and in honor my mom, I would love to pop a pork pie in the oven next weekend. That'd be awesome. We'll be here next weekend. Don't you worry. Uh, it's job Saturday. You know, it would, take, it would take a lot to get me to miss a job Saturday. 
an awful lot. Besides which, besides which, uh, January sixth falls uh, happens to fall on a Sunday this year. So, um, so we'll we'll celebrate that day on 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 its appropriate point. Anyway, hope you've had a good a good time. Uh, uh, we did at our home. Uh, we had a good Christmas. By the way, you, you wonder, okay, where's my economic news? Where's all that? It's coming. It's coming. This is fifth Saturday. And every once in a while, if you're new to the show, welcome. It's really nice for you to be here today. Thank you for choosing to spend some of your Saturday with us. Uh, 651-289-4477 is the number you call with your questions or comments. Or you can uh, tweet at us using the hashtag pound KBRS. That's how the regular listeners of the show reach me during the show or throughout the week. And also that pound KBRS hashtag is what I put on stories from my Twitter feed in order at which is at Banyan Show, and that's how you find at Banyan Show is how you you can find the stories that I'm reading during the week that I might pop up to you. I popped this one up yesterday, which I thought was was really interesting, kind of cool, and sort of leads to my economics. Uh, it, it sort of fills my economics heart with cheer when I see stories like this. Um. What was the most popular Christmas toy 40 years ago? Many of you who listen to me would have been children in 1978. Um, I remember I would have been too old for this. I was already in college in 78. But, uh, but uh, you know, many of you might have. Might, but if it had been 1968, there were games like this. Hungry, Hungry Hippos. Have you ever seen this game? Hungry Hungry Hippos was the most popular was one of the most popular toys of 1978. Okay, and it would basically be be somehow randomly this is a mechanical game where each player is in control of a using a lever of a of a plastic hippo head which would reach out into into a circle into an arena if you will, a plastic a plast basically a plastic plate. Into which, into which balls would drop, and your hippo, if you hit it right, your hippo would grab the ball out of the middle of the of the of the pan and put it into your pile. And the goal was to get the most balls. It's pretty simple. It was a little eye-hand coordination in the days before electronics. It's not the reason I mentioned this. I mentioned that for a reason. In 1978. The price of a of a hungry hungry hippos game was nine dollars eight ninety nine, which if you inflate it to today's dollars, if you use CPI, you'd come up with thirty three dollars and forty seven cents, or you'd come up with twenty seven dollars and four cents if you use the GDP deflator, and there's all kinds of other deflators you could use to try to figure out what's the today cost of hungry hungry hippos. Well, turns out they still make Hungry Hungry Hippos. Did you know that? Did anybody buy their children Hungry Hungry Hippos as a game? If they did, they got a bargain. Hungry Hungry Hippos today sells for thirteen ninety nine at your nearby Walmart. Okay. Which would be if you if you've been following the calculation so far it's half the price of what hungry hungry hippos cost in real terms 40 years ago now does now does that mean that the price has come de- you know is the price fallen by half 
because we've gotten all that much more productive in knowing how to build hungry, hungry hippos? No, not necessarily. Although I'll bet some of the story is that. For all I know, Hungry Hungry Hippos was made in the U.S. 40 years ago and is now made in a factory in some place, maybe some place in Asia, maybe China, maybe Vietnam, maybe, maybe I don't know, uh, uh, Malaysia. But some other place where the cost of labor is much, much cheaper. And I don't know how much labor goes into making a, a Hungry Hungry Hippos game, but there's some there's some value to that but you know it's but it's probably not just supply okay i always tell people and at this moment if you're in the uh, this is the audience participation moment of the king banyan show here in business 1440 i want you to take your arms hold them up in the air and then cross them to make an x have you done that i'm doing it right now I'm, they're up above the microphone. Okay, and if you make that X, I want you to imagine the one that's sloping up and to your, to your right. That's the supply curve, and the one that's going down from left to right is your demand curve. Okay, I don't know which arm is which because I don't know which way you cross them, so that's how I had to describe them. And that's a supply and demand curve. The price we observe in the marketplace is exactly the point where your two arms are touching each other, crossing each other. All right? And we, we know that the arms were up here with a price of equivalently about 30 bucks back in 1978. And now the arms are crossing at a place where the price, which is on the vertical which is the which is the vertical axis if you can imagine your arms representing two lines on a graph okay that's now 14 bucks all right this is how i talk you through like you're in a classroom all right so the price has fallen but both of your arms probably moved you didn't keep one arm in place and let the other arm slide down to get from $30 a price of $30 to a price of $14 you probably move both your arms down. That's probably what happened. Both supply and demand changed. Why? Well, why don't kids want Hungry Hungry Hippos anymore? Why isn't it that popular a game? I'm, again, I bet nobody listening to me, everyone will remember if you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s, you will remember Hungry Hungry Hippos as a game that you either you wanted as a kid or if you're, if you're in your 70s plus, you might have bought for your children when they were young because it was a fun game it kept them entertained they giggled through the whole thing it's good game games are so much different and interesting more interesting now i went out and bought my grandson a game uh, one of those activity things based on uh, based on a tv show called pj mask i had never seen it but that's what that's what that's what the young boy likes and I bought him a game that's about the same, that had all these different different activities on it. And he's messing around with that thing. He's four. He's messing around with that thing and, and just can't get his face out of it for hours and hours. And, it, and, and I look at it, and it is far more complicated than Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos has 
has basically it's one trick. This thing had many tricks on it. He watches it. He watches that on a on a TV that is connected to an Xbox, which also serves as the only source of videos that that uh, my son and my son and his family use. He watches it on there. While the while we were playing with the game and the TV is not playing playing that show or whatever show that 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 the four year old is watching, the Xbox is telling my telling my son that two of his friends are playing some video game that they love to play and would he like to join in which i think is really interesting because i think i think i think young men i think young men now they don't meet in person they meet through in their living rooms play or in their bedrooms or in their basements playing with playing with games but they have you know his social network was calling out to him through the television which i thought was interesting but if if you look at that here's the point when progress is shown in our society in part by the dropping prices of these of of things that we see the music that i played at Chris, that i played in the car throughout the christmas season were things i downloaded for very for for very little money through the internet many of it many of it came to me for free as long as i was willing to tolerate a commercial once every 30 minutes yeah okay that that's a deal i'll do that and and that was and and that that's not very different from having radio before but now i can control which songs get played as opposed to letting a dj pick them in the same way the toys that we get we get for our children and our grandchildren at Christmas time there's vastly more at at much cheaper prices than before and that's a mark of progress and so as you celebrate Christmas last week this week or if you're if you want to have a little extra a little extra second Christmas on January 6th as you say thanks at the dinner table give thanks give thanks for um, an economy and a, a, a world that generates more and more goods at cheaper and cheaper prices with ever greater variety than before. That is that is the awesomeness of, of the Christmas. That is the awesomeness of the season in which we give gifts to each other. It's not the awesomeness of Christmas. The awesomeness of Christmas is Christ. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Could you help me find this file? Oh, yeah, that computer crashed yesterday. It's on the cloud, though. I thought we stopped backing stuff up there. Right, but I think it does it automatically. Oh. What says the server is offline? (laughs) Great. Accounts payable, confidential HR files, important spreadsheets and documents. We all have them. But is that data backed up, encrypted, and protected? Don't assume it is. No, it is. Join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, a half-day event that will get you up to speed on cybersecurity, personal protection, and securing your office or small business. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, office managers, and small business owners. Complimentary breakfast will be served. 
Make a small investment of your time now to ensure you're not scrambling without a plan later. Visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to register and see our panel of experts. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. If you could do something to protect your family with just 10 minutes effort, would you bother? If something should ever happen to you, that 10-minute effort could mean the difference between hardship and financial security for your loved ones. Life insurance is something most people don't like to think about. Too many people do nothing until it's too late. The reason? People expect it'll be a big hassle. Ethos changes all that. Ethos is modern life insurance for people who don't have the time for fine print, extra doctor's appointments, or hidden fees. Ethos is affordable. It only takes about 10 minutes to apply online. And you'll be taking the first step in ensuring your family has the help they need to maintain the life you're building for them, even if the unexpected happens. Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent. And in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Ethos, life insurance for the 21st century. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free quote now at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. It's like Andrew knows what was in my car this week. Awesome. Ah. King Banyan Show, this is 1440. Um, before the show, normally, uh, our, our prep time usually involves me running through some clips I have for, for, um, for Andrew to prepare for us, but not this week. Um, we are in fact, um, we are in fact, uh, not using any clips this week. We are going to have a guest, uh, Phil Kirpin from American Commitment will join us to talk about energy subsidies at the start of the next hour. Um, and besides which we couldn't do any clips because the government shut down. Oh, the government shut down. Well, no, we can, we can still do everything we want to do anyway. And I've got, I've got, but we've got economic data for you. And by the way. Won't get in the way of Job Saturday. Department of Labor has its funding, so so you'll get your you'll get your employment report on Friday, uh, this coming Friday from the government, and in on the first Friday of the new year, and then on Saturday, of course, you'll be back here on, here for Job Saturday, and we'll have that we'll have that queued up and ready to go for you as well. It'll be slight. It'll be again. We we got a couple weeks here where we get slightly slower news, but because we'll have to miss we'll have to miss a few shows in 
early 2019 um we're gonna we're gonna lay down some things right now to to talk about um to talk about uh some of the some of the issues that are that are out there that that sort of have a little longer time to run and also don't involve a whole lot of news stories but here's some news stories okay so this week uh this week, of course, the big news was probably what the heck happened besides the shutdown, which I, which is nothing, right? Everyone expected that that a shutdown that began, you know, four days before Christmas was likely to run through New Year's Day. So that's happening. Don't don't pay it any don't pay any attention to it. Okay, they of course the news the news stations, which like like me, don't have a whole lot of news to work with. Not not many news stories being created out of D.C. on this week when everybody's pretty much out of town are running all kinds of stories instead about, oh, look how terrible it is. The shutdown doesn't, you know, people are not getting paid. You got furloughed workers and so on. Paychecks went out yesterday per normal. It's the next paycheck. And oftentimes when they settle these things, uh, furloughed workers get those hours back and will in fact will in fact receive their income timing might be off a bit okay fair enough it's true i i was a state legislator during a shutdown so i'm quite familiar with the with the process so i i can tell i could i could tell you lots of stories but frankly i don't think it's a real story so there you go um but the bigger the, the what i thought was the bigger story of the week is what the heck happened on wall street Right, market went down. Everyone thought to be a Christmas rally on Christmas Eve. There wasn't. Okay, if I grab my my morning Wall Street Journal here, uh, you can see on Monday, with a with a shorter trading session, it went down by almost three percent on Monday. So extending the losses, so that the talk around the Christmas table or Christmas Eve was, it's a bear market. It's terrible. It's 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 awful. And and the and the losses continued to stay down for for a while, but but recovered back. They got back all of their all of their uh, Monday loss by midweek, and then ran up ran up uh, almost a two a two percent gain. So at the end of the day on Wednesday, we were two percent above where we started on Christmas Eve. The market sold off as it was expected. So you had the thousand point gain on two. You had the thousand point gain on Wednesday, which basically was was recovering some ground, and then and then and then an additional two percent. But here's what was really interesting: is in that last hour and a half on Thursday, the market adds eight hundred and fifty points after being down, after being down about five about six hundred points with an hour with with only ninety minutes to go, an hour and a half to go in the trading session. The market kind of went sideways yesterday, but the Nasdaq ended up up four percent for the week. Uh, the Dow and the and the S and P five hundred up a uh, little under three percent. Uh, so, so that rally uh, was backed by, well, actually not by much of anything. I think it was, uh, you know, it, it it just it just was. People thought, oh, maybe we got a little carried away. And particularly Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, you can get big swings because a lot of the people that trade on Wall Street take Christmas Eve off. And so you had light volume and light volume trading typically is something that's that's easily reversed. And that's that's indeed what happened. 
same store sales retail the retail numbers that came out this week were were good uh same store sales up 7.8 percent week over week up seven up 7.1 percent the previous week so the retail sales numbers when they come out toward the end of january for december will be the point where we have a a pretty good grip on on what happened in q4 i believe those numbers are going to be pretty I, i believe those numbers will be will be good not great but good and why i think people who are predicting uh, GDP growth in Q4 under 2%, I think are probably a little too pessimistic at this moment. Um, job claims fell by, by a thousand, uh, uh, week over week. Uh, uh, and, and interesting good news is the, the purchasing managers index from the Chicago fed came in three points above expectation and that also meant the the Chicago Fed's uh, national activity index, which many, which I and many people watch, because it's probably as good a predictor of monthly GDP as there is. Of course, we don't do monthly GDP in the United States, but if you were to try to do a synthetic creation of a monthly GDP series that was to track the the reported quarterly series, and you wanted to pick up the month to month changes. The financial, the, the national activities index from the Chicago Fed is probably the the best indicator that I would probably put in there. It's the one I would probably insist above all others. No, that one needs to be in place. That's that was up uh, twenty two, you know, point two two percent. That's a good number. So if you annualize that, that rate comes in at about two and a half percent. Um, comes in at about two and a half to two and three quarters percent, and that's where I think the GDP number for Q4 comes in. There were some down numbers. Consumer confidence took a wallop. Uh, pending home sales was off a was off a titch. Uh, and what I do find interesting is the news about what's happening in the housing market. The Case Shiller Index uh, was a little little underperformed, and that measures uh, home prices. Pending home sales was off was off for the month of uh, December by seven-tenths of percent, um, was down seven-tenths percent and expected to be up one-and-a-half percent. I am a little concerned about what happens with the housing market, but I think that, and I don't think it's it, just a function of what's happening with the mortgage market. I think prices, I think prices rose a fair amount, and I think there, people who have sort of settled out from the 2007-2008 recession, I think they've settled out where they're going to live long term. I, there were a lot of home choices that I believe were made in 2009, 2010, 2011, which were, you know, a good for now uh, kind of choice. I'm going to live here for now. This meets my needs for now. But figuring out where I'm going to live going forward for new families and for families who had to sell off their homes because they got in too late during the the boom period of the mid two thousands, and decided that and ended up paying too much and either lost their mortgage or realized they were going to and and sold it off for whatever they could get to get out of that house. All right, those good for now decisions in twenty ten and twenty eleven, I think, have been replaced by by good for good or good forever or good for the long term decisions that were made with the lower interest rates that came in 2016, 2017, and early 2018. Interest rates have risen enough that that cycle, I think, has come to an end.
and I I don't think prices I don't think home prices go up very much in twenty twenty in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Um, new family formation uh, I think has slowed enough that I think it's going to I think it's going to put a further drag on think on on uh, particularly on single family homes. What you will find is is two things and and I haven't seen a whole lot written about this. I think there'll be two things. One, more people will be living in apartments than before. I think I think people are now reluctant to take on the responsibility of a mortgage. You got some buy-in, you got some of that, but I think that I think that's run through and people have sort of settled on that decision. So I think there's more apartments that will go I think apartments will continue to apartment building will continue to be decent. But I think single family dwellings, I think I'm not sure we've reached a peak, but I feel like the peak is right about there. The second thing is for single family homes, particularly given the uh, influx of of uh, new Americans of of uh, immigration into the country, immigrate immigrating families tend to be larger while families of uh, native born um, uh, Americans uh, tend to be smaller. If the share of people who are in who are from migrating families is making up a bigger share of the new family formation, that means that their demand is going to be for larger and larger homes, more bedrooms. You're going to see more homes, I think, that are built being built with three, four, and even five bedrooms, and there'll be less of the two bedroom variety going forward. They'll care about that. They'll care about the number of bedrooms perhaps even more than the number of garage stalls. Think about it. I'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Now is the best time to get your new vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. It's the final days of the Hyundai Holiday Sales Event, and you get all the gifts. 
big discounts, huge incentives, and great finance rates on Hyundai Elantra, Santa Fe, Sonata, and the compact sport utility that has America buzzing, the Hyundai Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. And when you purchase a vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai, you're automatically enrolled in the Saxon Rewards Program. You'll earn money for future vehicle purchases, plus get exclusive savings on food, gas, and car washes at local businesses and restaurants. The Hyundai Holiday Sales Event ends January 2nd at Invergrove Hyundai. If you can't make it in before then, though, don't worry. They'll be here to serve you when you're ready because Invergrove Hyundai is part of the Saxon Auto Group. They've been getting it right for over four generations. Invergrove Hyundai, online at InvergroveHyundai.com. This is Dan Proft for TownHall.com. Lots of people would have told you to abort that baby. You didn't do that. I know that was hard. I want you to know that no matter what, I know that you always did the best you knew how to do, and look how it turned out. Those are the touching words Oprah Winfrey used to say goodbye to her mother who passed away on Thanksgiving Day this year. Look how it turned out indeed. Vernita Lee's daughter is now a billionaire, instantly identified the world over by the mere utterance of her first name. Oprah may not preach what her mom practiced, but thankfully more Americans are choosing Vernita Lee's example over her daughter's. In the last decade, abortions in the United States have declined 25%, according to the CDC. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we should also celebrate that the culture of life is beating back cultural Marxism. I'm Dan Prof. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. We've reviewed the news of the week in terms of what happened in the markets and, and so on. Um, a tweet from a, 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 a Twitter user who goes by the, the tag Canoe Often. Uh, love it. Pointing out, um, the, pointing out a tweet that came from, uh, from somebody on Christmas Day, in fact. So before the rally that added, added gosh, what about three percent to uh, to the S and P, a little under three percent to the S and P, um, the operating PE ratios uh, for the S and P on a trailing basis sixteen point six times earnings. Okay, sixteen point six. Okay, so that's the ratio of the price of the S and P five hundred to the earnings of those companies, and then the forward rate at thirteen point eight. Uh, at at 13.8, which would indicate, of course, that there's an expectation of a significant jump in earnings uh, uh, in in the next year. 16.6 is not that far out of line of of averages. I tend to think of 15 or 16 as being somewhere around normal. So if you're you're at 16.6, you're a little above normal, not a lot. But if the forward rate's 13.8, you might be a little. You might be a little below normal. So you see, before, if you'd asked me two months ago, and, you know, and I always begin this by telling people, I am not, I'm not a CFA. I not, I'm not a licensed broker dealer. I, I, I hold none of those credentials. I'm an economist who's taught in a university for, in one university or another for, for over 35 years. All right. So 
take everything I say with a grain of salt. And if you are somebody who is thinking about doing some investing, go get a pro. I'm not that person. Right. But in, uh, you know, I have some pretty basic ideas about what happens with, with markets. And if you asked me two months ago and someone said, well, where do you think the market is right now? I probably, I probably would have answered. I think it's mildly overvalued, but not by a lot. Certainly within would you know, think of my engineering friends and I would say within tolerance levels, you know, it's within tolerance, the tolerance interval to me, if the market's 10% overvalued or 10% undervalued, I'd say, yeah, it's probably about right. I'm not the kind of person that's going to do make investing decisions based on whether something is priced 10% too high or 10% too low because my measurement tools are not that accurate. I'm likely to make mistakes. So I'm not going to do it that way. But that being said, for the people who said it's all a bubble, it's all, you know, it's, I, to me it's like that, that I would hear that and I would say, well, I think you might be a little out over your skis. If you really think the interest rate on a 10-year on a treasury is going to go to 5% sometime in the next 12 months, okay, now you might want to say that the market's a little overvalued. Yeah, you might want to say it's more than 10% overvalued. You're probably right. But I don't think interest rates are going to 5%. Mortgage rates are at 5 They'll probably stay in the fives. Even though they backs a little bit, but the ten-year the ten-year Treasury has actually lost yield and has gone back down below three percent. Is it going to really get to five in the next year and a half? Will inflation really go that crazy? Will Fed tightening really cause all of that? No, I I really really don't think so. I was influenced this week by a a, a really important uh, piece uh, written. Written over at uh, over at uh, at Cum- by uh, Cumberland Advisors. Uh, let me let me bring it up here. Um, I've lost it. Oh, there it is, right there. Um, so this piece, which was which was uh, which which was quite interesting, ran through the entire series of, of steps. I'll tweet it again to you. I tweet. I think I tweeted this yesterday. Um, Thinking about what's happened with the Fed's liquidity program, and I, I, I talked about this to a few audiences, and I'll continue to talk about it over the next three to three to six months, because I think there's a misperception. The misperception can be can be summarized in in one sentence. If you believe quantitative easing didn't really help the economy and just helped risk assets, why would you think quantitative tightening? which is basically the opposite of quantitative easing. Why would you think that that's going to do anything other than change the price of risk assets? Remember this. You cannot predict what happens from monetary policy regarding QE and QT based on past data because they've never done that before. The way we build we build an econometric model is we calibrate it using past data. We have no past data by which we can calibrate what happens with QE. This is the problem that I have with the Fed. They don't have the data either. <laughs> so 
I've always thought they should be very data dependent. I agree with some of the criticism that the Fed took after the last rate increase when when Chairman Powell came out and said, said basically uh, quantitative tightening stays on autopilot. That wasn't enough. I actually think I agree with him keeping it on autopilot. But he sure did a bad job explaining why you would want to do that. This piece, which I can send to you, which I will put out on, on Twitter at pound KBRS, which was posted yesterday um, at uh, at uh, by Cumberland Advisors, uh, and I think written by uh, I thought this was written by uh, uh, Robert Eisenbeiss, but, but I I might have that wrong. No, I got that that is gone. Hmm 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 hmm. Okay, so I I'll, I'll get I'll, we'll find a way to get this to you. The Fed in creating money during quantitative e- easing just move that money out into the into uh, banks balance sheets as excess reserves rather than onto their balance sheets as as treasury securities or as mortgage backed securities they added to it something which also was unprecedented which was they paid interest on excess reserves you can do all the simulation you want in the world. You can do all of these, all of these various uh, uh, calculations. What you will not find, what you will not find, is anything to say how exactly it influences the market. Why? Because there's no precedent. I appreciated I appreciated the fact that, that the Federal Reserve is not you know, as I talked about last week, I appreciate the fact the Federal Reserve is not caving to the markets and saying, Oh, we're so sorry. You're upset about quantitative tightening. We didn't hear you before, but we hear you loud and clear now. We'll stop it. They're not saying that. And the piece that I will send to you basically says, you know, we probably we probably should be should be a little careful about how we think through the impact of quantitative easing quantitative tightening on the balance sheet because the federal reserve has been moving if you take the consolidated balance sheet of the united states it includes not just the fed but includes commercial banks it also includes the government and a government that's generating an additional 500 600 700 billion dollars a year in treasury debt because of deficit spending is also adding to the amount of liquidity that's being pulled from the private sector why is it that we think the fed should be the recipient of all that liquidity. They're not. They're saying, we don't want that liquidity on our balance sheet. We think our balance sheet should be smaller. We think think the level of excess reserves we should have should be smaller. So I give you often the number in terms of of what's happened to to the balance sheet of the Fed. So if I just take their total assets, they've gone in this quantitative tightening period from $4.5 trillion to $4 trillion. Given that in 2008 they were about a trillion, that's a that's still a really huge number. 
the point that I would make is, is the, the point, excuse me, that, that uh, this article makes is that, is that add, if you add to this the fact that excess reserves have actually fallen by over a trillion dollars in this very same period. So remember, reserves are a liability of the central bank. Total assets equal total liabilities plus net worth. That's a balance sheet identity. So if I put those together, but excess reserves came down a trillion, where, what happened? What happened to the rest of it? Right? The rest of it has gone, the rest of it has gone either in reducing the balances that the, that the government has at the bank, which is also, which, or excuse me, increase those balances, or, or, it has, or it has caused them to purchase more more debt, which they haven't done. Okay, so what's happened is half of that ex- drop in excess reserves is being bought by people outside of the commercial banks. Let's talk about that for a little bit more here in just a minute. I'll send that link to you. Follow us at uh, Pound KBRS on Twitter. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Have you ever applied for a home loan online, but actually ended up getting telemarketed to death by strange lenders from all over the country? Have you ever called the bank in hope of a good deal, but ended up being treated like a number? That's not how we operate. Hi, my name is Joe Metzler. I'm a senior loan officer with award-winning, locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Here, I will do a full and proper review of your situation, then provide you with a smooth and stress-free process, and of course, get you an amazing interest rate that you can brag about. And don't worry, we will never sell your personal information to anyone. Reach out to me today to be treated like a person, not a number, at 651-552-3681 or online at imortgagejoe.com imortgagejoe.com that's imortgagejoe.com apply today have an answer tomorrow mortgages unlimited is an equal housing lender not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement nmls number 274132 hey can you help me find this file oh yeah that computer crashed yesterday it's on the cloud though i thought we stopped backing stuff up there right but i think it does it automatically oh what says the server is offline (laughs) great 
accounts payable, confidential HR files, important spreadsheets and documents. We all have them. But is that data backed up, encrypted, and protected? Don't assume it is. Know it is. Join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, a half-day event that will get you up to speed on cybersecurity, personal protection, and securing your office or small business. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, office managers, and small business owners. Complimentary breakfast will be served. Make a small investment of your time now to ensure you're not scrambling without a plan later. Visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to register and see our panel of experts. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So I got that tweet out to you. Uh, it is. It was Robert Eisenbeis. I mean, it's 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 his usual carefulness and trying to explain liquidity issues that uh, think are there. And then basically, the question comes down to this: What is the evidence of people who do not have access to to loanable funds, despite the fact? That excess reserves have fallen by a trillion dollars in the banking system. That still leaves another trillion plus. Where are these reports? Okay, I, our own data up, he, up here in central Minnesota indicate that that businesses are planning to make investments. None of them have talked about tightness from the banks. I, I, you know, I have friends in the banking industry. I talk to them and. And they do not report to me that that they're having that they're having to cut back on lending. It's not like what it was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I remember having a banker saying saying to me, "I now need about three times the amount of paperwork that I ever asked from my regular customers because I can't make a loan without thinking I'm going to get a question asked about it from a regulator asking me, am I holding enough reserve against it?" even though that might be a customer I've been with for years. Um, So so if you look at what the Fed has done, right, the Fed has now had, and this is from from Eisenbeis' piece, the Fed's portfolio of treasuries has fallen by by $213 billion since the decision to start QT. Mortgage-backed security holdings have fallen by $132 billion dollars. But Treasury debt held by the public increased by $956 billion through the third quarter of 2018 as the Fed's portfolio began to run off. The net actual the actual net issuance of Treasury debt is even greater than that because the Fed's portfolio is treated from an accounting perspective as part of the public's ownership of debt. Since the Fed's ownership of debt declined by 213, Treasury securities owned by the public, not including the Fed, has increased by 1.169 trillion. The decrease in the Fed's marginal demand for Treasury is far offset by the increase in supply. That supply, depending on the maturity structure of the Fed's ref- of the Treasury's refunding, puts downward pressure on rates across the Treasury curve relative to that the impact of FOMC rate increasing rates held have had on security rates i think he's actually got that part wrong i think what's happened is is that the short rates have risen because the fed excuse me treasury is pumping out 
huge amounts of treasury debt right now. And my guess is that pump is happening at the at the shorter end of the maturity spectrum because that's something that the that uh, the tr- that the treasury under uh, Donald Trump inherited from the previous administration of Barack Obama. Um, I okay, but I think I think Eisenbeis is correct in this last sentence. The issuance pattern probably is the mex- the major explanation for the overall upward shift in the yield curve that we have experienced since the Fed began letting its portfolio run off. I think that's exactly right. Rising interest rates are probably a fiscal policy action, not a monetary policy action. And with a divided Congress that can't even figure out how it's how to spend uh, the last fourteen percent of its budget and is shut down parts of its parts of its operation as a result, I don't see that changing in twenty nineteen. I think these higher short term interest rates are here for quite some time to come. Coming up after the break, we have uh, Phil Kirpin, uh, who's the president of American Commitment. He's going to talk to us about energy policy for a while and the fact that we we are we have a lot of energy uh, credits out there that we give away. I want to talk to him about all of them, not just the ones in renewable energy, but I also want to talk about the ones that we spend on on, uh, on fossil fuels, on shale and all that as well. We'll talk about all that with him after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. Contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. 
Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.